When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, we welcome you to this week's edition of Inside the Lines, the high school sports podcast. I'm Jim Powers with the High School Sports Caravan, and big week coming up this weekend. It's the start of the visitation holiday tournament. In my mind, without a doubt, one of the best girls basketball tournaments in the Midwest on the high school level, and this year is absolutely no exception whatsoever. couple defending state champions, couple teams that made some terrific runs, I mean, in, in talking to a lot of the coaches, the seed meeting was one of the toughest that they've ever had to go through for this tournament because it was such a great, great, it's such a great field. And we're going to use today's podcast to kind of preview some of those things. And joining us now is my good friend from Eureka. He's done a terrific job with the Wildcats, James Alsup. And, you know, James, what a nice start to the season for you guys. And you guys get the number three seed heading into the Viz starting on Saturday. Yeah, with the with the field we've got at Viz this year to – to have the respect of the other coaches to to get, I think we're seated anywhere uh, from two to six by the coaches and ended up with enough points to to be the three seed. Wow, with this field, it's incredible. No doubt about it. And you guys, I mean, your record doesn't show it, but you guys have played just a gauntlet to start the season off already. You've played Burroughs already. You, you go over and play a really good O'Fallon team this past weekend. And once again, it's scheduling like this that, that gets you ready for what you're going to go through with Viz and then through your conference season leading up the districts. Yeah, iron sharpens iron. So this is the first year we played before going to Troy and with quality win versus uh, St. Joe, a three-point loss to Phoenix State champ, John Burroughs. Uh, we had the ball seven seconds, needed a three to tie, got the three off, Boulay back rendered. So that, that could have went to overtime. Um, quality win versus Westminster. Quality losses. Uh, O'Fallon's tough. Yeah. They're, they're tough. Uh, their superstar went off for 22 of it on us. Uh, the score kind of not indicative of what the game was. It was a heavyweight fight. They were defending. We were defending. A lot of, a lot of stuff wasn't called. They just let us play. And we were down four going into the uh, – into the fourth quarter and they decided they had had enough and started taking the air out of the ball. So we had to commit a bunch of fouls real quick and put them on the line. So they got some points there. And then something that always bugs me into game situations. Um, somebody was yelling at one of their players. We had backed off and quit fouling. We conceded and they threw a three in at the buzzer to, to make it look a little worse than it actually was. It was, it was a hell of a game. Well, you know, this is a season, and I know when we talked last year, and you even mentioned at the seed meeting, this 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 is a group that you've really been looking forward to this year. They were a little bit ahead of schedule last year. Uh, you know, you placed fourth in the tournament last year, which is, you know, once again, that field last year was loaded as well. You know, but you've been really excited about this group leading into this year. Talk a little bit about, you know, just those expectations and, and how you've seen this group grow over the last couple of years. We have a very nice feeder program at the at the high school that we go down and uh, 
I've watched this group since they were itty bitty. And yeah, we could, we could see it coming. CJ, my assistant, CJ Herbert, he thought that uh, last year we were going to be okay. We're a year away, but we ended up being better than, than what we thought. But this is a year we've got uh, four returning starters plus uh, another one that had a knee injury last year. But she's got starting experience. We've got five other kids that played quality varsity minutes last year. So we're deep, we're athletic, and we get out and run, we get out and shoot threes. That's a, another thing that kind of bothered, bothered us versus O'Fallon. Uh, one, they defend. And two, we were shooting for the first time on the college arc, and I think that threw us off a little bit. We uh, shot our lowest percentage of the season from the three-point line Saturday. You know, and I, I think one of the kids that, that you, you you were very high on her last year, I loved watching her play last year, and I can't wait to see her live this year, is Bailey Boulay. Just, just what a kid she is and what she brings to the table for you, both offensively and especially on the defensive side of things. Yeah, she uh... – She's kind of our Swiss army knife. If we need her to guard a post, guard outside, we need her to bring it. We need her to defend a post. Whatever we need, she, she can bring to the table. Over the summer, she uh, played with uh, Nafisa Collier's group, which went down and won the run for the Roses. So, yeah, she's, she can do just about anything we ask her to do. And then you, you, you've got Smith who, once again, you know, just, a, just an energy kid, you know, that does so many things for you guys. She just can't slow down. She, she, like I said, she's our energy. Um, big time soccer athlete uh, is training with a national program, uh, going to Bama to play soccer here in a couple of years. She just, she's all over the place. And then you throw Natalie and Zoe into that mix on that starting lineup. And I'm telling you, I, I'm hard pressed to find another starting five other than a couple other schools, you know, that you guys have with that four, and like I said, with Natalie and Zoe, they bring different things to the table, but they fit and they mix perfectly with what you guys are running out there. Yes, uh, Natalie, she's our attitude. She's our attitude. Uh, yeah, she went flying versus uh, Westminster. Tip goes up. Uh, it's going out of bounds. Two girls chasing for it. Natalie's trying to jump over and around her, bangs her nose off the bleachers. She's our... She, Brings bring some attitude. She doesn't she didn't mind flying around. And Zoe, really raw basketball player, big time soccer kid, also going to uh, Purdue here in a couple of years. Uh, she gives us kind of an inside presence. She's so athletic and strong. Just wish she was a little taller. Yeah, and, and you know, Coach, we both of us have been around the block for a while, and. You know, these multi-sport athletes, you know, there, there's people that still say that it's not good to be a multi-sport athlete. But when you talk about a, your team, especially, you've got soccer kids that are going to move on to the next level to play soccer. You've got a couple others that are playing other sports. But what they bring to the table translation-wise on basketball, it's really cool to see how they've used some fundamentals from other sports to bring it onto the basketball court and be really, really successful. Yeah, we – uh kind of backed off. I used to be one of those old school, hard-nosed coaches. You can't miss basketball for anything else. You can't do that anymore. you got to work with these kids. Like I know Zoe, uh, this is the only thing she plays for her high school. She gets to have a high school experience playing basketball with us. And uh, I think playing other sports, it, it makes you a better, more well-rounded well athlete. 
it's uh we, we try to work with our kids we got a couple other soccer kids we got blaine shooty going to uh to uh tulsa we've got uh Corey robinson who's carrie robinson's daughter that used to play for the cardinals she's going to lindenwood who's d1 now we've got uh we've got a probably a d1 volleyball kid playing jv for us right now the other day we were talking i was talking with coach kirby and coach herbert and we were trying to figure out how many division one girl athletes were at the high school right now that oh. have already we got to 15 and stopped counting yeah I, I mean, you look at your volleyball program, what Jody's done with what you've done, you know, with the basketball program, then you've got a great soccer program. You've got a great softball program. I, I mean, and once again, we talked about this last year, but I think it's even more so now you look at what the girls are doing and, and how they're performing. And I think maybe 15 years ago, we would have never seen this many D one kids coming out of high schools to play, you know, at the next level. And now it's common day experience. Coaches know that they need to stop in the St. Louis metro area to get these young ladies because they're going to help them out immensely. It's, it's, it's us. Uh, it's around the state, too. We uh, Quality lost to Hickman for the Troy Tournament Championship. They're, they've got a bunch of D1 kids running around. It's, girl sports right now is, is amazing around the state of Missouri. Without especially, a doubt. And especially here in St. Louis. Oh, without a doubt. Now, this tournament, this is your fourth year played the last two, took a little bit of a breather, um, you know, before that. But what intrigues you the most about the Viz tournament and why you want to line up and play the teams that are that are in that tournament year in and year out, um, you know, over Christmas to kind of get yourselves ready for conference play when January hits? Yeah, when uh, we played one year many years ago to hold a spot for Incarnate who went off to play somewhere else nationally so that was just a one-year deal and then we've been going to uh jeff city for for that tournament which you always was neat you'd play somebody from kansas city somebody from out of state and when covid hit they shut that down and rockwood wouldn't let us travel they still had the tournament but rockwood wouldn't let us travel so i started looking around and like uh there was a couple of tournaments out in st charles so i talked to them and then i said why not Viz? We, we want to run with the big dogs. We need to be in Viz. So I called up Paul, said, Paul, we want in. Paul asked around a couple of friends of his, what's Eureka like? And he called me back and said, come on. It's an honor to, to be in the tournament. And we're going to go, we're going to battle and see what we can get done. Well, and that's the thing too with this tournament is you're right. If you want to if you want to play with those teams and you want to compete for a state championship, it's the Viz tournament that's going to be that that springboard, so to say. You know, coming out of Christmas break and, and playing some great teams, and that way you kind of get a chance to know what you need to work on in January during conference play, and then obviously that all culminates with district seating and the district tournament and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's something I've said for years with the Viz tournament is. If you're going to want to compete for a state championship, you doggone better well figure out a way to get into the Viz because that's going to get you battle tested. Uh, we've, we're battle tested already. And, we're, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, and hopefully that's prepared us to do well at Viz again because the tournament's loaded. I can't wait uh, for Saturday. We've already got some scouting video to look at on Parkway West. We'll have our, we'll have our ducks in a row and ready to go. 
You know, and that's the thing with the tournament this year. You, you've got teams that have been terrific over the past bunch of years that are in teens, in the teens and the seeding. I mean, you know, we all sat at the meeting and I'm looking at you guys and you're all shaking your heads like, how are we going to seed this thing? It is just insane with how many great teams from the metro area and over on the other side of the river. You know, when you talk about what Mike's done at Civic Memorial, you know, Edwardsville, a little bit of a rebuilding, you know, piece this year. But my gosh, just, you know, I, I would not would have been in you guys' shoes on Saturday trying to see this thing because there's no way I could have. It, it was tough. And then like Parkway South, who's undefeated right now in the teens, that's crazy. But like I said, us getting third, that's a whole lot of respect for my fellow coaches. And I, I appreciate it and I hope we can live up to it. No doubt about. Well, I appreciate the time and I can't wait to see you guys here over the next couple of weeks at the Viz. It's going to be a fun tournament and it's always fun to catch up with you, my friend. Anytime me and you get a chance to chat, uh, you know, it, it makes my day and it makes, you know, makes for a lot of fun. Yeah, I love it. Did you try to call me earlier? I did not. Okay. That Remember, wasn't me this time. This wasn't <laughs> this time. Now that call could be coming later on though. All right. That sounds good. Thanks hey, for having me on the podcast, and we'll see you here soon. Sounds like a winner. James Alsop, the head coach over at Eureka, joins us. And we welcome you back to Inside the Lines, the high school sports podcast, part of the high school sports caravan on Scoops. And we want to thank James Alsop for joining us in our first segment to talk about his team and the Viz tournament. Now, this is the guy that's the mastermind of the Visitation Holiday Tournament, Paul Steckland, their athletic director, does such an unbelievable job in, you know, putting this tournament together. And, and Paul, thanks so much for the time. I know it's busy as you're getting ready for Saturday in the first round, but you know, once again, another great field that's going to take part in the Viz coming up starting on Saturday. Yeah, we we really uh, pride ourselves on the the depth of uh, of the teams. Uh, a lot of tournaments have, you know, they're top heavy. They might have two or three really good teams, and you know, and whatnot. But we we really try very hard on a yearly basis to get. Uh, who we think are the better teams in town to, to join the, uh, the the current group. And I think we do a pretty good job of, uh, we, we like to say there's no easy games in the Viz tournament. You, you know, and that that's correct. And I've said this for years, and I've said this to you for years. A, a, having a girls basketball background and coaching like I do, and moving here to St. Louis and just seeing how the Viz has gone for so many years, it's the top tournament in the Midwest. Hands down, there's no questions asked. And I think this year, once again, exemplifies it. You got two defending state champions in the field. You got teams that have won their conferences and, and have made it to the final four. I mean, this field is absolutely a gauntlet once again. And, you know, sitting in the seed meeting when you said, okay, go ahead and put your seeds down and looking at everybody's faces, like, how do I seed this tournament this year? I, I mean, it was the most difficult thing that I think, you know, a lot of people that don't get the ins and outs get a chance to see is a bunch of coaches with a great field like this. How do you, how do you see this thing? Yeah, that's funny you say that because when the when the meeting was over, a lot of the coaches made that comment. They're like, they just thought it was the toughest, uh, the toughest uh, uh, seating that they've ever done before in our tournament. And I, you know, you got like uh, Incarnate Word obviously is a perennial powerhouse, and you've got really good teams like John Burroughs who won a state championship last year. Uh, Eureka uh, finished very high in our tournament last year. He has all of his starters back, so I, I know they're expecting big things. And Pattonville's a new team this year. We knew they were going to be really good, so that's why we went out and got Pattonville to join. But it was it was really interesting. All the other the coaches were like, how difficult it is to see the teams like the, the six through the fourteen type teams. 
I, I can promise you a 14 can beat a six on any given night in this tournament. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, heck, you you could see any kind of combinations come out of the first round and then, you know, moving through into the championships here in a couple of weeks. But, you know, one of the biggest things, too, with this tournament is just highlighting, you know, these teams and the fields that we've seen. You've seen Incarnate that's won state championship after state championship. You've got an Edwardsville team. They're a little bit down this year, but once again, they've won state championships. You look at what Mike's done over at Civic Memorial, you know, with his crew. And that's really cool to see that we're getting some of those teams from Illinois making their way over to play some of the top competition in the met- in, in the St. Louis metro area. Yeah, you know, for many years we had a hard time getting the, the schools on the east side to come over and play. And uh, Edwardsville kind of broke the ice with that about five or six years ago. And uh, they actually won the tournament, I want to say four years ago. Yeah. And uh, we love getting Civic Memorial over. They uh, very, Mike, they do a, Mike does a great job with that group. Uh, their community really rallies and supports their athletics out in that area. And uh, they, they always bring a big crowd. So we're really excited to have the, those two East Side schools. Uh, next year, we're hoping to get uh, two other out of, out-of-state out of type teams to come. I'm not going to tell you who that is right now, but we got two really, really good teams lined up. As a matter of fact, I was talking to, to Dan Rolfes today, and I mentioned one of the teams from uh, the, the Boot Hill area. Uh, area. I'll, I'll give you like a – if you can guess, that it'll be a spoiler, but I'm not going to say the name of the school. But they're, they're for sure. They've already uh, said that they're going to come next year. And Dan goes, oh, my God. He goes, uh, they got three top kids who are freshmen right now who play in his program right now. And as a matter of fact, that athletic director told me that two of those kids who are current freshmen have already received Division One scholarship offers. So we're really excited to have that boot heel team uh, coming up next year. Now, you know, one of the things, too, that everybody asks, and they ask me, and, uh, you know, I didn't know the exact answer until you talked to the coaches on Saturday, you know, but there's such a list of, of teams to get in and to keep the competitive level high. You have certain criterias that you've got to make to, to abstain and keep your position in the tournament. And, and that makes it a little bit easier for you, but it also makes it a little bit tougher, you know, because you got to tell somebody every year that, Hey, we got to do this. You we're going to go this direction, you know, and not have you back kind of explain how you came about with the criteria to keep the tournament as competitive as it's been for so many years. Well, I got like the first, the first one's real simple. Uh, you're at the meeting. So if you lose four games, whoever loses four games will not be back the following year. Cause I always have somebody, you know, I, I usually have five, six schools who are really quality schools who are, are always asking to get into the tournament. And so the, the number one criteria is if you lose your games, you will not be invited the following year and that, and someone will take your, your, your place. And I've always explained to the, to the, to the schools, every single school in this tournament, except for like two, have personally been invited, to, like Corey Azer's been in the tournament since I've been here, uh, and Carnival Word's been in the tournament since I've been here. Uh, but the, every school that's in this tournament right now, they, they were invited for a reason to come into our tournament because I knew from the previous year that they had, like, young, good kids or they had a really good, strong team. So to us, the, the, the most important thing is always adding at least one or two new teams uh, and always making it difficult. And like I said, there, there's no easy games in this tournament whatsoever. Yeah, and then obviously you want to get the best of the best. And, you know, me and you have talked for many years about how you can keep that up. You have Incarnate that, that's been terrific for so many years. You've got Corey Azu that's made state runs. You've got St. Joe's that have made state runs. And then you look at, 
you know, John Burroughs, you know, the last couple years that they've had. And that just makes this tournament so much nicer for the coaches because it's kind of getting their kids ready to see what they're going to see when you get to district. And then you start moving forward into the state playoffs. You know, Jim, when I, when I took, I, I, this is my 18th year at Viz, and I, you know, I love my job at Viz, uh, but the Christmas tournament is something like really dear to my heart as far as uh, it's, a, it's a chance for us to showcase girl athletics, obviously basketball. Uh, I'm an athletic director at an all-girls school, so obviously I, I, I try to highlight all the sports, but this is a basketball tournament. And I, I, I think this is a great stage for our young girls and our young women in this city uh, and out of city, you know, when we have other teams from out of, the, out of the area. This is a great chance to play in front of big crowds, uh, important games. And I, I, when I took this tournament over, the one thing I said, I, I, my goal was to make this tournament uh, as tough. I, I want to make this tournament tougher to win this tournament than it is to win a state championship. And I, I, I think you can make an argument that that's the case. Oh, there, there's absolutely no doubt about it. And at me and you, we're, we're kind of cut from the same cloth. You know, I coached for many years on the girls' basketball side back in Ohio, moved here, and have really done everything I can with the platforms that I've been able to establish to, you know, showcase what girls' athletics is all about, especially the girls' basketball side. And you're exactly right. This tournament, it's such a great spotlight for those young ladies to be able to take part and to play in a tournament like this, you know, to showcase some of what our young ladies are capable of doing. And, you know, talking to James and I'll use him for use his team, for example, they got five kids that are going to play D one, but not in basketball. They're going to play D one athletics and other sports. And that just adds to, you know, the showcase of these kids because they deserve it. Yeah. You know, the, uh, it's four days where the city of St. Louis is focused on girls basketball. Uh, we get the lion's share of, uh, you know, the press, uh, the TV podcast, you know, the, the social media. And again, to me, that's what it's all about is showcasing uh, the girls, the teams. Uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the girls take a backseat to the boys uh, with the press coverage. And I, I get, I'm really excited that during the Christmas time, the focus is on, uh, on our, on our, on our tournament in particular uh, for the girls. You know, Paul, and that's, that's the fun part I've had. Plus the other part of it too, look at the kids that have played in this tournament. I mean, it, we've just seen so many outstanding young ladies that have taken part, played in this tournament that have gone on to be successful on the collegiate level, gone on to be successful in the pro level. I mean, it's just been so much fun to see some of those kids that have, that have showcased their talents on the high school side at Viz. But now they're doing it on the bigger stages and, and you know, especially in their careers, too. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting to figure out how many Division One girl basketball players have played in our tournament. Because, I, I, you know, we have 16 teams in our tournament. And almost invariably, if you're talking to one of the coaches in the hospitality room, you know, at least one or two of these kids on there who are seniors are, are playing Division One basketball. And then you mentioned, you know, you got people like Nafisha Collier and, and people you know, like Nevi Ivy who've, who've gone on and played in the uh, you know, WNBA and have coached uh, at, at, the, at high ranks. So, again, we're, we're really proud of uh, the history of our tournament, and we're really proud of uh, the type of uh, uh, female athlete that have participated in this tournament. And I think the cool thing, too, is it's a must-stop for the coaches, especially in that recruiting time over Christmas break, especially the Division Two, Division Three coaches when they have that week off and, and the tournament falls right in that week. So to see some of the great 
D2 coaches, to see some of the D1 coaches that make their way through, they know that the Viz tournament is always a must stop to see great talent. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Uh, we, we have a pass list and we, I make the, you know, the, like the press people or the college people will make them sign in. And I always, I always look at it and we'll usually have about 50 to 60 college coaches over the four days that come. And, and like you mentioned, Jim, it's, it's all levels, division one, D2, uh, you know, D3 type, type of coaches. Uh, and it's fun uh, sitting up in the hospitality room, listening to those coaches talk to other coaches, uh, you know, about, you know, how, how the state of the game and things like that. You know, the one thing that just amazes me year in and year out, Paul, is you run eight games on Saturday. Then you get into the second day. You've got both gyms going and you're a one man crew, so to say. How do you do it? How do you just, keep, you know, keep the energy up and get through the four days without, you know, absolutely passing out up in your office? Well, I, we have a lot of help. Help, uh, you know, my assistant athletic director helps out. We have, uh, you know, uh, teachers on campus who help out. Uh, my, my family is a big part of the tournament. Uh, they don't get to see me during the tournament, so I, I force them to come up here and work in the concession stand or work the gate or, or whatever. But uh, th there's a lot of people behind the scenes. Uh, you know, I might be the face of it, but there's there's a ton of people behind the scenes that that make the uh, the, the gears uh, grind, so to speak. Yeah, you know, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention just the volunteers, just not your staff there and, you know, the parents of your your teams, you know, them, you know, making sure the hospitality room is stocked with everything, making sure if there's any issues down on the floor or at the gate or anything, you know, your parents just really do an unbelievable job in stepping up to the plate to support this tournament because they know how, you know, how much it is in your heart to put together this tournament and run it the right way, but also to showcase what young ladies can do. Right. I, I, you know, I'm not the only one who takes a lot of pride in the tournament. I mean, all of our workers and, and our kids, our coaches, our, my coaching staff, you know, everybody pitches in and helps out. And uh, we, we try to, uh, I'm really big on hospitality. I've always been that type of person where, you know, if you come to my house, I'm, I'm waiting on you and getting you drinks and things like that. And that's just always the way I've been. And I, I try to do that for our tournament. I try to make all the coaches feel welcome all the visiting uh, college coaches, uh, the players. We, we, we just want to make it a special a special event for everybody, the parents, the kids, uh, coaches, et cetera. You know, and you'll start off Saturday morning bright and early at, um, you know, 10 o'clock and then run, you know, eight games. Looking at the bracket, and I'm going to have you put your old coaching hat on here for a second. What is the matchup on Saturday that probably intrigues you the most as a former coach and now running this tournament? Well, it's funny because I was talking to somebody today. I mean, uh, you know, I thought Cardinal Ritter, they're, they're the eighth seed in our tournament. Now, here's a team that's a, a final four threat. The last few years, they've been a, a final four threat, and they're probably going to be a final four threat again this year. So uh, if, if you're Dan Rolfes and you're in Cardinal Word, if, if Dan wants to win this tournament, and let's just say I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, root for any team or anything like that, but if the seeds hold true, in the second round, Dan's going to have to, and Cardinal Ward's going to have to beat uh, Cardinal Ritter, which is a, a very, very good team. And then if they win that game, if the seeds hold, then uh, Cardinal Ward's going to have to beat Pattonville, which has aspirations of making a Final Four this year. And then obviously, if all the seeds would hold true and Dan would win those games at Incarnate, they would be playing, there'd be two state champions uh, from last year, uh, John Burroughs. So Dan Rolfus's reward for being the number one seed is he's going to, in the quarterfinal, have to play Ritter. 
then Pattonville, and then that's and then John Burroughs. And I think that speaks for the the depth and, and the talent that our, our tournament uh, has. Absolutely. And then when you look at the, the state poll that came out, I mean, I, I'm sitting here one, two, three, four, five, five teams that are ranked in, in the first uh, coaches poll playing in the tournament. That Right there, enough said, that speaks volumes for what this tournament's all about. Yeah, I know. I, I was actually I was on your website last night, and I, I noticed that you know, your top six teams five were in our tournament. I so I thought that was that was pretty cool. Uh, another game that I, I'm hoping if the seeds hold true will be uh, an intriguing match will be um, my Viz team against uh, Eureka. Uh, this is probably since I've been at Viz, this is the best team that we've had since I've been at Viz, and uh, you know my team over the years it's because the tournament is so deep and we're a small school. There, there's been years that we struggled. Uh, you know, if we win one or two games, it's it's a struggle for us. Uh, this year, we have high aspirations, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to a matchup with Eureka. But we unfortunately we have a very tough match with Lip for Life, which is, is, is we're going to have to play very well to beat a Lip for Life team. You know, and, and then uh, you you look at it's just it's just how the the seed shook out. You've got Civic Memorial as a five seed taking on an Edwardsville team who's a twelve seed, a little bit down this year, but still. You know, how about the Illinois, you know, two powers matching up in the first round? And I'm curious to see how Civic Memorial would match up if the seeds would hold against a Pattonville team because, you know, Civic Memorial's just got a great group coming back from that, you know, team that made it to the state final four. And what not a lot of people understand, they made it in class 2A last year over in Illinois. And to to be button heads against some of the big kids on the block over here, that speaks volumes for what Mike's done with that program. So that that matchup has got me kind of peaked a little bit. No, I uh, Civic Memorial last year really impressed me with the way they played. Uh, they 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 kind of play like an old fashioned team team game where like uh, uh, nobody. It's like he could take anybody off the floor on his team and put somebody else in, and they wouldn't they wouldn't miss a beat. Uh, they didn't really have like a superstar type player, but they really played an old school, uh, you know. Uh, backdoor cuts, you know, uh, backdoor screens. Uh, they always play a good defense. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a, a highlight uh, on the Illinois side. Civic Memorial matched up against Edwardsville in the first round. No doubt about it. So Saturday we got a bunch of eight games, and then we'll take the week off. We'll come back the day after Christmas and then, uh, you know, just, just go, you know, wall-to-wall with basketball. And then the combination will be the championship game. At 8 o'clock on Wednesday, December 28th, the third place game will be right before that at 6. But I think in between games, you know, the way you guys do your presentations and your, your, your all tournament teams and all that, it's really, it's really a special, you know, three-hour period to showcase all the teams, the girls, and, you know, give some hardware away and have a little bit of fun. Yeah, every year we give out, uh, there's eight kids on the second team, all tournament team, and then we have eight on the first team. Uh, we give out a... Uh, uh, a hustle award we, 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 uh, with the passing of Gary Abishan a yeah. uh, summer and a half ago. Uh, we've renamed that hustle award the Gary Abishan 100% Hustle Award. So that's always fun giving that out. Uh, and, I, and again, it just goes back to what we were talking about before. It's, it's showcasing the girls. It's all about uh, them having a good time. And what I really like about that presentation is it's in front of a packed house. And the girls, you know, even the kids that are not playing, they, they'll come back for that because they know how special it is to be standing in front of an entire packed gym before the championship game, receiving a very high honor. Uh, you, you can make uh, the, the all-tournament team that second team. If you took those eight kids, you'd have a pretty darn good team, believe me. 
you, you know, and you mentioned Gary and, you know, not a lot of people know Gary's history with Viz. He, he was your PA announcer for so many years. Um, I remember when I officiated, we, he would want to have conversations about what else is going on instead of the game that I was getting ready to referee. And, and that's the way Gary was. And, and just his love for Viz and love for this tournament. When you mentioned about naming that award, the 100% Hustle Award in his honor, I, I almost teared up because I couldn't think of anybody else you would really devote an award like that to in his person's name with what Gary meant to Viz and this tournament. Yeah, you know, uh, Gary lived and breathed Viz basketball. And, 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 and Gary's health, the last three years of his life, Gary was not in very good physical health. Uh, my brother Danny does the, the scorebook at the table. And there would be a lot of times where Danny would, you know, Danny would always help Gary get into the building and he was mm -hmm. in a wheelchair at the, at the end there. And Danny would, he would be like, Paul, I don't, I don't think he's going to get through the night tonight. Because it's a long day. And then somehow the magic of the basketball game and the atmosphere, if you just listen to Gary's voice, you would have no idea how sick he was and how uh, how he was not feeling well. And it was just the magic of sports uh, that can that can do things like that. And Gary lived for Viz basketball, but in particular he loved and he lived for the, the Viz uh, basketball tournament. And my brother and myself, I, I, I firmly believe that without Viz basketball and Viz Christmas basketball, I think I think Gary would have passed away sooner. Uh, he really uh, he knew we had a good team, and I, th I think uh, he really wanted to get through the, this uh, senior year for these current seniors. Uh, but I know he's up in heaven, and I know he's smiling down on us, and uh, I, I know he appreciates the kind of words that you just had for him. Well, and you know, two years ago, I'll never forget. I was sitting upstairs in your office. And he looked up and he saw me up there and he's waving. He's like, you got to come down. You got to come down. And so I went down and we visited for, you know, about 10, 15 minutes. And, uh, you know, it, it was weird last year, um, you know, not having him there. And just to, for you guys to do that, I think it is awesome for somebody that, like we said, really li lived and breathed what Viz basketball is all about. And so that, that was really awesome to hear that you guys were doing that. Well, Paul, I know you've got a lot going on your plate. You got to get ready for Saturday, but, you know, appreciate your time. We're going to devote a lot of coverage, you know, to the tournament here over the next bunch of weeks, you know, as we get to championship night, I can't wait to be there on championship night. It's going to be so much fun to uh, see some great basketball. Well, again, Jim, thank you for this opportunity to, to, you know, to talk about the kids and talk about our tournament. And uh, we really appreciate it. And we hope everybody in the St. Louis area comes out and, and catches some great girls basketball here at the Visitation Academy. Absolutely. And once again, Saturday, you know, on the Friday fast break tomorrow, we'll have uh, some in-depth previews on some of the games for Saturday. And then, you know, right here on our stories, we'll be covering the tournament wall to wall for you. I'll be there the last three days to, you know, kind of see what's going on and we'll have a bunch of pictures and all that stuff. But Paul, great job as always. And I will see you on the 26th when I get done with the North Stewart. All right. Thanks for your time, Jim. No problem. Paul Stecklin, the athletic director at Visitation. He runs the Viz Holiday Tournament, does such a terrific job. So make sure you stay in tune here on Scoops in the High School Sports Caravan as we keep you wall-to-wall -wall coverage of what's going on there. We want to thank Paul, thank James Alsup for joining us here on this week's edition of Inside the Lines, the High School Sports Podcast. Great to see everybody, and we will talk to you next week as we continue to preview the Viz after week number one.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.